All right, everybody, welcome to this episode of Learning the Tropes, the Daisy Sessions. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about episode eight, Looks Like We Made It, written by Jihan Crowther and Liz Ko, directed by Nzinga Stewart. Um, I am your host, Aaron. I'm Taylor. Hi, Taylor. How we, Hello, we're Aaron. in the home stretch now, episode eight, the back end back end this is it i'm wearing my chateau marmont shirt for those on the video who can see in honor of this being the last weekend of daisy jones and the six yeah because it's saturday wear... and this is this is the final part i know i could wear my chateau marmont shirt too i have a shirt you should oh uh, you gave me this too shirt. late now i know i gave it for your birthday because we yeah, visit the chateau whenever i'm in town and it's allowed. And you're allowed to. Yeah. Only once. I feel like I've you only did gone it once. You. Yeah. I've I've only gone once with you. I couldn't okay. go the last time. I was working. Remember. I can't believe you had that fucking job. What a nightmare. Thank I God know. you don't anymore. <laughs> that job. <laughs> you have a different job that's more conducive to hanging out. Um. <laughs> I know. Well. So. Uh, I might be in LA for my birthday and Pat might only be there for one night. So I was like, what if we got a special hotel room? And I was like, what if we stay at the <gasps> Chateau for one night? I know. Oh, so it could happen. I am so down. Why is I Pat know. only going to be here for one night, Pat? Oh, producer Patty. Well, yeah, he's it's Comic-Con and then he has to come back to film something else. Mm. So it's ridiculous. But I'm like, if I get, if it gets me a night at the Chateau, we would all just hang out in the lobby and drink until, yeah. and I'd be oh like, gosh. I'm a guest and these are my guests. So, I mean, let, nobody's ever tried to kick me out of the Chateau. <laughs> nobody's ever cared, but <laughs> I would also have a good reason. Uh, anyway, we're talking okay. about, I mean, maybe we're talking about the famous billboard across the street from the Chateau is how this episode opens with a billboard of Aurora. Uh -huh. for the tour coming soon daisy's still missing coming this winter do coming tours this go winter. on tour in winter that early yeah i think they're year okay. round there's always something going on it just felt really weird i don't know i just think of like summer as like when people go on tours you know not these crazy kids not these um, crazy kids but we're not missing Daisy for long because they go back into the studio for rehearsals and there's Miss Daisy. That was the thing. They were like, Daisy wasn't there. And then she's all of a sudden there. I just, it was very weird that they had said this. They were like, yeah, but she wasn't there. We never see them rehearsing or doing anything without her. It's just like they walk in and up. Oh, she's, she's back. She's there. That yeah, was where the words didn't meet the, the, the thing we're seeing on screen. Right. Um, they argue about the set list. I do love Daisy comes back after basically quiet quitting the band. And then it's like, oh, the set list is trash. And then she puts her gum in the middle of the set list. And I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. Loved that was that fantastic. The gum into the set list, the way she just like, Clah. oh my gosh, it was amazing. I and really hope that Riley came up with that and then crinkled it up and threw it down. It was fantastic. It was just like a perfect yeah. little bite of, of physical comedy. And I loved it so much. Riley does great crinkle. 
And I don't think enough <laughs> actors get talked about, but like she's been crinkling stuff this whole season and nailing it every time. Do you mean she's like crinkling up the rolling paper? stone? Yeah, she's just oh. she's ripping things up. She's crushing things. Yeah. <laughs> she's such a great crinkler. <laughs> she's just crinkling. She she wants honey. They keep calling. What do they keep calling honeycomb? Look at us now. Look at us now. Mm-hmm. Babe, why? Let's call it honeycomb is the name of I this. Know. I hate that they changed the name. Um, also, because they have like another song that also uses that refrain. And so it's just yeah. kind of like, well, that doesn't. Okay. Look me in the eye. That, the yeah. One, yeah. Like and I'm like. Song. It's a lot of looking at us. We're looking. We're looking here and there and everywhere. Uh, and regret me isn't on the list. So mm. they run outside and fight in the parking lot, which is their favorite place to hang out. <laughs> a lot of things happen I, in the parking lot. It feels like the Sir parking lot. <laughs> it's the Sir back alley. They go out. They say hi to the Toms and Jacks, and then fight about. Billy's basically like, or or Daisy's like, well, you're, you think that I'm nothing without you. And he's like, well, that's what we agree on. Eh. Yeah. The whole, like, you made me look weak to Rolling Stone. Well, the thing that drives me crazy about that, it's like, I wish Billy had given Rolling Stone information that only he could have known, like mm-hmm. for breaking into the parents' house or something. Mm-hmm. Because... I don't think Jonah needed Billy to tell him she's showing up late. She's on pills. Jonah literally went with her on a bender. So it's like he knows all of that. That's all information you would have from just being around. And it's like, I get the things that she's mad about is the specific like daisies, the icing, like the pull quotes from Billy that are specific. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense. But otherwise I was just like, I don't know. I wish it had been like a deeper cut the way mm-hmm. that her telling Jonah that Billy missed Julia's birth is such a deep wound. And yeah. it's not something that any other member of the band or Teddy would have ever told a reporter. And therefore it is a greater betrayal. It's like, yeah. are we shocked that Billy said I could have done all this without Daisy that he says that constantly. That's not something that's like unique, but yeah, I just don't think it, it helps when we haven't really seen any of this stuff. Like Mm -hmm. we actually have never seen Daisy show up late to rehearsal. (laughs) Right. Um, Exactly. We just haven't seen a lot of it. And so which maybe then that was why the writers use the excuse of like, oh, we haven't seen it, but Jonah has. So like Jonah could have seen or like Jonah hasn't seen it. And so we need the other people in the band to tell us. It just yeah, it this was a this would have been a great moment for the emotional cut and it just mm-hmm. it wasn't there. Deflated. And it doesn't make you look weak to Rolling Stone. It makes you look like a rock star. Like you know? Right. She's not shy about her drug use. She's never been, we've never seen her shame about anything. So why would yeah. this be the thing that she's ashamed of? Exactly. Also, um, who is go- she ashamed for? She has no family. She has like yeah. nobody that, like, she's willing to give it all up and walk away from the stage. But 
I think it's kind of, yeah, this could come back to the little, like, the audience part of it where Daisy, Daisy's doing this for the audience, you know, art versus the audience. Like, who do you write for? Who do you perform for? She clearly performs mm-hmm. for the audience. Yeah. Um, and so this is her saying, you know, you made me look weak in front of my audience. But I just also I don't feel like she would have looked at this as weakness. Like it is rock star behavior. Right. She's not ashamed of it. Um and they if go she back is, and then show us, you know, let us right, see that. Exactly. Um they go back inside to rehearsal and then Nikki shows up with his punchable face. And Eddie <laughs> is a real all-star all in this episode. He just goes, and who yeah. the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Which I fucking was, was the best little button for that. Um, opening <laughs> credits. And then the greatest part of this episode. Fucking Rod's back. We're so he's happy he's back. It's been too long without him. It's been so fucking upsetting. Oliphant and that wig it's it's everything's good they're basically the having a wig tour meeting and the and white the wig, silver wig. Mm. hot both times young old we're we're rocking with rod it just makes me mad that he hasn't been in every single episode it just makes me mad where you like you could have been doing this the whole freaking time the whole time just you've changed so much i don't understand why rod can't just be there every day every day and it is just that weird was... too because then it's like switching Teddy and Rod out for like the character they're playing. It's like if you had made Teddy and Rod different enough, you could have had them both. Because they both are like father figures or maybe not. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm full of shit. I don't know. I think you could have had them both. I think you could have had. I. Th- it could have been even more interesting with like. Because clearly in this episode, Rod is somebody who just says, like, rock stars will be rock stars. What am I going to do? Tell them to not do drugs or tell them not to lie? What am I going to do? I can't do anything. All I do is hurt him like cats. And that could have been really interesting to have him around the whole time, almost like a devil and an angel on each shoulder. Like, Teddy's the guy who's, you know, really focused on the band and Rod's the guy who's focused on, like, the rock star image. Mm -hmm. Like, that could have been really cool to have a part of. But we just didn't get that. Um, Daisy and Billy are fighting over what they want for tour accommodations. And honestly, nothing that they were asking for was I like this was crazy. I was like, yeah, no. Daisy should have her own dressing room and Billy should too. And there should be three buses. I don't know. I was just like, yeah, this all seems fine. There's seven people. Oh, technically six people in this band. You don't want six people on a bus together. You would need two buses yeah. in general. Like, You've got five or how many men? Four men? No. That's disgusting. Like, yeah. please. They needed two buses regardless. Yeah, so um, they ended up with three. I think, yeah. I think I would have also, I wrote down um, in my notes, I wanted to see more of the relevance of the band at this moment. And then I was like, oh, no, we did get that in the last episode with like Karen buying the record of somebody, you know, people, people are buying the records and we've seen some crowds. But I think I just wanted a reminder if they're going to make a big deal about that Billy and Daisy asking for all this stuff. I wanted a reminder of how not a big deal they are and how much of a big deal it was that they got 
all this stuff from the record label. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you felt that way too. Um, Cause then I, I crossed it out. I was like, Oh, we have seen, you know, how the album, like we have seen how Aurora is doing. We have seen a little bit of it, but I think I just wanted like a refresher to have us realize, no, this was a big deal that they got all this stuff on their writer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I no, but we've talked about it before where I feel like had we had talking heads that were like cultural critics or something mm-hmm. or like rock historians who could be like, oh, this was huge. This was the only album anyone was listening to or like however you want to contextualize it. Like it would have been a great way to use the talking heads as opposed to just like, you know, yeah, I don't like get even what they're in the, bringing them even in like documentaries about Woodstock like I watched that um Netflix one about Woodstock 99 Mm -hmm. and I would say a good 25 percent of the people that they interview and have talking heads are just like teenage kids who went to the festival (laughs) and they're like this is what I was doing in in my life during this time so like give us one person who was like Daisy Jones and the Six was my life. I went to every single stop on their tour, and here's what they were like in pop culture. Like, give us like a, a kind of an audience surrogate. There's no audience surrogate in the show. Yeah, exactly. For uh, yeah, when the audience is so much of any pop or rock, any musician, it is about the audience or how the audience is reacting to them dictates how, how or they like, act. Yeah, and how do the people in the band get that push and pull from their audience? Because that's so much a thing about being on stage is like feeling the energy from the crowd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So everyone says bye. Camilla and Karen have a sweet moment. Camilla and Daisy wave through the window. Camilla ignores Eddie. This is really Camilla's scene. Camilla says to Billy, go be a rock star. Which is from the book, I think. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Like, they just say goodbye. Yeah. Um, The Albuquerque rehearsal, they fight more about Daisy wanting to move around. Billy wants her to stay still. You know, we we have a few repeat scenes, but it's, you know, interesting. Then they have the concert and they're worried that it's going to go badly because Daisy and Billy have been fighting nonstop. And then it doesn't. It goes amazing. And it doesn't. It goes amazing. I do like the songs. Oh, the songs are so fucking good. So good. The river? So good. Yeah. We hear the river so much and I love it every time. It's a yeah. great song. Yeah. And I love also like how sweaty they are on stage. Like mm-hmm. it feels very real. Like they did such a good job filming these scenes and like makeup and everything because it the, their makeup looks like makeup they would have done themselves. And then they're all sweating their faces off. So it also yeah. like they don't. They look amazing because they look like rock stars, but they don't look pristine. Like they look like somebody who's been singing on stage for an hour and a half. Yeah. Like the sweat dripping off the back of their hair and yeah. mm -hmm. And their faces and everyone like it. 
I just think that they do like the the makeup and wardrobe I think is so fantastic in the show. Um yeah. they Daisy leans on Billy at the end. Like they do such a good job in these scenes of telegraphing where they are emotionally and how different that can be on stage versus off stage and mm-hmm. it's not always a one to one. Mhm. You know, so here, yeah. like she's leaning on him. They are getting up close to each other on the mic. But then after the concert, she runs into Nikki's arms and Billy is suspicious. Suspicious or jealous? I think he's jealous. I think he's also like confused as to why she did what she did. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think Billy rightly is like, oh, you just did this to fuck with me. And right. I think she did. Is, is this real? Is this not real? What's going on? Are you just doing this to get back at me for being yeah. married to? Well, and also I think there's, well, there's a level of like Billy and Camilla being soulmates and really deeply loving each other and caring about each other and doing the work in a relationship and being married. And then there's Nikki and Daisy who are not that way. Okay. We disagree. We disagree. No, 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 no. I agree with you, but I'm just wondering if this is something because I'm not going to like spoil anything, but we both are worried about the ending of this show. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering if we're bringing a lot of that baggage of Billy and Camilla into our reading of this right now. Because when you just said that, I was like, completely agree, Billy and Camilla are soulmates. But then I was thinking, have we heard anybody say that on the show? Have we Mm -hmm. really felt that on the show? Yeah. Just taking the show as it is, do you feel like the writers of the show are telling us Billy and Camilla are soulmates? I think that especially in this episode, you see Billy struggling and Billy. And I feel like that's the thing that's been tough, though, is like the inconsistency episode to episode, because I feel like in this episode, you see him putting his family first and really trying. But we've seen other episodes when they were like recording. When they were doing the recording where he was fully ignoring her. Right. And. So it's it's tough because it's, it hasn't been like a consistent portrayal, and so it's hard to say. Yeah, which like that. But I think, yeah, it's Sorry, fair to not have a like. People don't consistently, you know, they're not. Con- people don't feel consistent about their relationships for the entirety of their marriage. Like, it's fair to have a little inconsistency, but I just think like just reading into what we just see on the screen, I don't know if the writers are giving us Camilla and Billy as like end game. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just wondering, yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying, but, but I just, think for like, Billy's just when you said that, view. it just like triggered, yeah. it just like triggered me when you just said that where I was like, wait, have we seen them? Like, because Billy says so explicitly in the book, Camilla was my soulmate. Camilla was the one that I chose. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I'm not getting that, which 
I guess it's a TV show. You want there to be like dramatic tension. You don't want somebody to come out and say like, this is my person. I don't know. No, but I think you can because in the book even like he says that, but his actions betray that a little bit. And the same thing Mm -hmm. here where, I mean, I think especially in this episode, you see that and you see that like Billy thinks of Nikki as a joke. Yeah. And to a certain extent he is. Um, Billy phones home. Everybody's asleep. It's a a sweet scene. Then finally we get a fucking party. We get a tour bus (laughs) party where people are doing drugs and people are having fun and people are acting like rock stars. Billy's all alone watching TV. Have we already... Have we already passed uh, Warren in, Warren signing the tits? No. Oh, we haven't? Okay. My notes are so scattered. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Daisy and Billy are on the radio. This was a filler scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Daisy's yeah, yeah. annoyed sorry. with Billy. Then the tour bus arrives and to a group of people like losing their minds outside. Yeah. Um, okay, this is it. Nikki turns to Daisy and says, all of these people worshiping at the altar of Daisy Jones. Like for some reason, weirdly the rest of the episode, he only says her full name, which is so creepy, but so something that people do around famous people that is bizarre is just always saying their full name, which is like, just you knew her as Daisy. Just call her Daisy. She knows yeah, her name. So bizarre. Ugh, Nikki in this episode. Blah. Barf. Barf. Um, Eddie gets off the bus immediately starts making out with somebody. Yeah. Love him. <laughs> Has to be pulled away. Amazing. He's into it. Like Eddie's little horn dog. Let him live Warren signs tits. He's the one who wants to be the rock star. Warren signs the tits. I love that. Straight from the book. Fantastic. Yeah. Somebody tries to I slip love... Billy drugs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would have appreciated... Mm, this wouldn't have fit but like there's one moment in the book where daisy is with billy and somebody offers billy a drink and daisy is the one to like smack it away and be like no um i think i mean it obviously wouldn't have worked here but it was just interesting the people who try to stop billy from doing drugs and alcohol this episode rod and camilla that it's like yeah like of course they would have helped him you know yeah somebody had tried to slip into billy but then daisy just grabs it from his hand instead for herself you know yeah that would have been where it's like yeah it's like oh is she doing that to help Billy sobriety or is she doing it just because she wants the drugs right oh, just for herself is probably the answer yeah but I think it's like it is interesting yeah I love the um, security guards Daisy Jones in the six jacket I thought it was great the back I like really oh, yeah. want it now oh yeah I love all of logo. that's all yeah yeah the logo so good the big sweeping mm-hmm um, we only get one Teddy scene this episode, and it's yeah. Teddy getting a Ferrari 308 from the label to have him stay with the label. I don't get this, like, what, like, I guess we're setting something up here, but it seemed so strange <gasps> to just be like, oh, no. Oh, what's, you, what's happening? 
Oh, do you, I mean, if they're sticking with the book, do you think they're setting it up for a different ending? What? R. Oh. No. Oh, maybe. Because I also have noticed that Teddy is getting a little bigger around the midsection. Mm-hmm. So that would stick more along the lines of like what happens in the book. I don't remember what happens in the book. You have to tell me what happens. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, okay. Okay. But oh. if it's a car. Um, I think okay. it's just well, like, I think like... it's just to show how Teddy has gone up. How like it's, it's maybe it's the pop culture thing where we're like, how are how is the band doing? And it's like, oh, let's show how the band is doing by giving Teddy a car because he brought us like the biggest band of the century. I That's that true. Yeah, I think it was just weird that I would have liked Teddy to celebrate more, and instead he was like, "Well, let's see. I I might still leave the label or something." Yeah, he's like, and "I got like, a foot okay. out the door." Yeah, it's like also, that was your whole Teddy. thing. You wanted to stay. Yeah, yeah, give us more Teddy, please. Um, there's another concert. Then we're back on the tour bus for another tour bus party. Here's the thing about Nikki this episode. I wish he was worse. I like I thought it was pretty bad when he said he was a student of life. I literally wrote down student of life. No person you want to talk to has ever called themselves a fucking student of life. I know. I hate him. <laughs> I student of life. I hate him. He sucks. He sucks so bad. I love that the yeah. band immediately is like, bullshit, we hate you. Love or they're that. all like, yeah, me too. Do you have yeah, a degree? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They were really funny. Yeah. And then we just get a fun Rod moment of him just talking about how much he loves all music. Yeah. I'm like, fucking yeah, Rod. Okay, I'm I so had a question. Off. The, I oh, can't wait for the webisodes. When Billy lets Daisy sing on stage alone... Did that ring false to you? I figured it was just part of the concert. Like, I don't know. You know, like any concert, normally there's this time where like singers, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. think no, that I that totally... was that crazy. I just think it like Billy's such a rock star. He loves to be the front of the band. Why is he letting her have her moment all to herself? I think... I guess if you wanted to play like he's falling in love with her, then you could. He was like, they maybe the writers wanted to show a scene where he's not playing to the crowd that they're in love. He's actually like off to the sides. No one's watching him, and he's watching her with the same, you know, the same look that he is always. He watches her on stage when he's you know doing his Bonnie and Clyde act. But I was like, I don't, he just seems like too much of a rock star to be like, yeah, let's give Daisy her moment alone. Like he wants to be in the book. He, he, he refuses to even let, you know, Eddie play the guitar during their song. Like he wants to be there the entire time on stage. Mm -hmm. I didn't have like, I just thought it was strange. Yeah. I guess I just also assumed that there was probably a song where it was just Billy on stage that they would switch or something. Oh my gosh. Daisy would never let that happen. I know. Daisy crowd surfs, which is really cool. They have amazing energy on stage. Like they're so fucking good at this. Nikki watches with a little smile. 
But then he like looks sad. I think he's watching them interact and realizing there's something for him to be nervous about. I know, but I was like, who cares? I don't care about you looking yeah. sad. Like they just the way that the the way that Nikki got so many close ups on his emotional face. Yeah. I was like, no, don't care about his emotional state at all. <laughs> then at Nikki and Daisy's hotel room, Nikki's like, when he's in the room, you're not yourself. You care about him, what he thinks, and that makes you less you. Which that this is the parts where I'm like, it does seem like Nikki is actually writing for Daisy in a way that is like not the worst. Or he's not just out for himself or he's not just grifting. And I'm like, and I wish that we didn't have these scenes of him really helping her and looking out for her. Cause it's like, that is true. Daisy's whole energy. She does not care about other people and maybe she should, but it's an astute observation that mm -hmm. he's making, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. even if it is out of jealousy. And so that's the part where I'm like, Oh, I wish he would just be shittier. And that's also why he should be an Italian prince and not a weird fucking Irish prince. Because if anybody tells you they're Italian royalty, they are a scammer. That's shorthand. <laughs> it's just true. No, but nobody's an Italian prince and nobody is an Italian princess. Unless they're from Staten Island. It's so stupid. So it's like you would already think he was full of shit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just like um, I just wonder. It just doesn't seem this change to give him emotional depth and a real like. I don't know. I think they should have they should have picked a lane and either made him a hundred percent a good guy that is just walking the straight and narrow, and Daisy's in love with him, but she can't commit because she's in love with Billy in this rock star lifestyle. Like, give him, you know, he make it a little bit more cliche where he's like the the wonderful nerd who you're supposed to end up with, or go the exact opposite way, make him the Italian prince who just wants to do drugs and drop acid and swim naked with you. And that's who you want to be with because you also like to have fun. But don't like walk mm -hmm. this middle line. I don't want that. No. Because then it makes the, the ending not make sense at all. His like No, it's so much more broad. Ending in this episode makes no sense with what the writers have done to him with these two episodes. It doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. Only want a good time, not want to talk about anything serious, just fun, just let's do drugs, let's party, let's go to this party, even if she doesn't want to go to the party. Like, that's what it should be, not like, do you feel like you're not really emotionally yourself anyway? Like him asking um, her to, like, him putting the drugs in front of her and making her do them in the bus is literally straight from the book and it did not make any sense with this character that the show has created. Yeah. That's the thing. When they do stay true to the book, now they've gone so far, of course, that it's like, <laughs> okay, I get this is true to the book, but we're not here anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. like if somebody told you to turn left and then three miles later you turn left, you're like, okay, you did do the thing I asked, but this <laughs> isn't getting us where we want to go. Right. Um, then there's a press conference. They just asked Daisy about clothes and she's mad about it. And then they 
ask about the, what the songs are written about. Somebody brings up Honeycomb. And Billy just says, it's just songs. And Daisy's like, no, it ain't. Let me tell you what it's really about. And Rod shuts it down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Billy doesn't want to sing it at all. Refuses mm-hmm. to. I like this addition. Because they don't. Yeah. They don't sing it in the book. They like it. They don't sing it during the tour. It's not on the set list. Um, but it's not this like contentious thing. It's just something that they don't do. And then I'm sure this will be in the next episode. But then they do sing it together, and it's like a peace offering that Billy almost gives her. Um, and but I liked this kind of switch where it's it's now become this thing that they like Daisy's throwing in his face. I thought it was interesting. No, I love it. No, yeah. I think this is strong. Like, this is great. Um, And then they fight after the press conference. And they get so close to each other as they're fighting. Billy leans like in. Billy leans in. <laughs> Billy leans in to kiss her and she shoves him away. He wanted the kiss. He went for it. Yeah. It's crazy. They fight about, about Nikki. That. He's like, it's a farce. And she's like, no, I'm in love. And he's like, no, you're not. I know what it. Okay. When he says, I know what it looks like to be in love. Is he talking about her and Daisy, him and Daisy or him and Camilla? <gasps> I don't know. That's, That's what I point. took. I was like, what are you talking about? Who? Which one? I thought it was, I just about? assumed him and Camilla, but this is so much more interesting. I was like, is he talking about him and Daisy, them looking at themselves in love? Like, I know what it is when you look like you're in love because I know the way that you look at me. <gasps> and then he, go, he goes in for the kiss. Like, when they're so close and he's like, he, his forehead leans a little bit too far forward and you're like, this is happening. And then it didn't. Mm. If they hadn't kissed up to this point, it would... Make it would have been much more. Yes, you're so right. I like if they hadn't have kissed, this would have been such a good moment. It would have been like, whoa, it would have been so huge. Yeah, yeah, it would have been mind blowing. Yeah, <sighs> but instead, <laughs> Billy's throwing bottles, which is just a fun thing to do. And Graham comes up and he's like, "How many of these have you drank?" Like nervously, and he's like, "No, I just throw them." Which is fun. Yeah. Graham's a king. But then Graham's like Graham's the true number one guy in this group. Careful, you're gonna you're gonna jinx him. (laughs) I know. But whatever, this episode he's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. No, no, And he just like lets him smash more stuff that he lets him smash the beers that he just bought. Yeah. What a good brother. He's a rock star now. <laughs> um, Camilla arrives. She's born to be a rock star. She shows up in all white off of a plane. Who? Who? Ballsy. Looks fucking amazing. Yeah, she looked fantastic. I mean, how sexy was it when when he she's like, hello, Mr. Dunn, and he's like, hello, Mrs. Dunn, and then they start making on the back of the car. Like, loved it. Yeah, that it was, was great fucking fantastic it was good it was so good um then they obviously have sex in the hotel well, we don't see the sex we see after the sex uh, um she wants the sex and camilla's talking about <laughs> i know now she's talking about she's shooting other 
bands for their albums and stuff, which is cool. Yeah, it was. I like that they, yeah, she has a job and then she's doing stuff, but also she's like, they've got this surf vibe. So I'm thinking we'll like, we'll do it in front of of the ocean. (laughs) Like, wow, groundbreaking. (laughs) I know, florals for spring. Florals for spring, groundbreaking. (laughs) But listen, uh, yeah. (laughs) She was just like, I think we'll just like, they've got this like cool surf vibe and there's surf rock. So I'm thinking we'll do it in front of the ocean with like the waves in the background. And it's going to be great because the waves will be in the background. And I was like, girl, okay. (laughs) Sure. Be like, it'll be pretty. I mean, it won't be revolutionary, but no. she's early in her career. Um, does Sam Coffin wax his chest? He maybe, yes. maybe after catching fire, he had to because he is spotless in catching fire. And like his chest is waxed, oiled, everything, like shaved. But that There's... makes sense for Hunger Games. No, 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 I know. That's what I'm saying. For Hunger Games, it yeah. made a lot of sense, but maybe it biologically changed his body. And so now mm. he either has to continue to wax or he just has never been able to grow hair back on his chest. How do you, he... where do you fall for hairy chest? And also, hello, Mrs. Holt. Thank you for <laughs> dead i saw her this weekend i saw her this weekend and i was like so mom how are you liking the podcast with all these like nuggets about my life that i'm dropping (laughs) like the fact that i don't want children (laughs) she's like you hadn't told her um she assumed probably she probably assumed she knows me yeah um no but uh (laughs) that's so funny i will say before anti hated a hairy chest did not like 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 uh in college and like okay like before now like in college or like shortly after you know my my early 20s i would say no and then i don't know what changed but now i'm all like yes me too fan of it pelt I'm like, yeah. I don't really like a, 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 I don't like it too hairy. I'm not a big, like, it can't, it can't be like aggressive. It can't be a rug, but mm-hmm. like of smooth chest. I'm not really about it anymore. I think that makes sense. When you were 20 and like barely post pubescent, you were like, <laughs> no age appropriate. But now it's like, no, a hairy chest is sexy. I'm into it. I love it. Yeah. You There's know what was the... really upsetting is I listened to an interview with Pedro Pascal and they were like, do you grow hair? And he was like, no, not on his chest. And I was like, that's so sad for when we totally eventually get together. It's just going to be really upsetting yeah. for me. <laughs> There's just something about it. I don't know. I wanted Billy to have a hairy chest because I'm like, it's the 70s. It is the 70s. It's like you can grow the long hair and you're supposed to have like a sternum bush, you know, popping out of your denim shirt that is like buttoned down to your navel. Like you got to have that. He just doesn't have it. Yeah. Does Graham, does Graham have it? Have we noticed that? I don't know. Have we seen Graham topless yet? I guess we have at the beach. I don't remember though. I don't remember either. Maybe like a few little scraggly hairs. He didn't seem totally clean shaven. I just want something. Just don't wax. I don't want men waxing their chests. Um, Unless they're a swimmer. And they, okay, whatever. If you have to for your job, then I'm not going to tell you not to. But I'm saying, like, in general, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. 
I guess we now um, know what that is. I, I mean, he's really <laughs> super hairy, though. I, I mean, like, I could do more, but he's perfect, obviously, as he is. Get him some Rogaine just for his chest. <laughs> do they have that? Body? Chest, for body hair? I, it's probably Rogaine? the same. No, because you can't... Ch- Rogaine, you, like, can only put on your scalp, I think. Oh. Whatever. I don't We're know. Not I, just Googled, I just Googled... I just Googled Rogaine for eyebrows because I want better eyebrows. And they were like, do not put Rogaine anywhere that's not on your scalp. And I was like, well, technically, your eyebrows are on your head. <laughs> but not your scalp. But not your scalp. You need to get microblading. Uh, I just want, like, aggressive. Oh well. Um, they go to the hotel party. Camilla and Daisy hug. They're very cordial. <laughs> yeah, Camilla. Camilla hugs Nikki. They've met before. Mm-hmm. It's generally a great party scene. Nikki brings a glass for Billy, which is interesting. It's interesting if if Nikki knows that he's sober and does it anyway because Nikki just doesn't care about sobriety, and it is interesting if he doesn't know that Billy is sober. Like, I think either, like, whatever reason he brought the glass for Billy is interesting. Yeah. I think I saw it as him not knowing, but I think it would have been way more interesting, especially if he did know, and then they could have, like, given, like, just a close look. Like, maybe Daisy gives him a look. Like, what? Or and then Nikki kind of smirks or something. Like if there had just been a little, I think I agree. Either way, it is interesting, but it would have been. I would have really liked it if he did know he did it on purpose, and then we got an emotional close up of his face, knowing what he did. Yeah, or like show Daisy react dude. to that. Show that. Show Billy react to that. You know, show somebody react to yeah. Nikki doing that to him. That would have been super interesting. Well, Billy just kind of like smirks when Camilla takes it away from him. Yeah. Um, then they're dancing and then Camilla goes outside on the balcony to take a moment and Eddie's out there sulking. Mm-hmm. So we get confirmation that they fucked, basically. Told you. Here. Told you. No. Camilla comes off so poorly in the scene. It really bums me out. How so? Because I think it's like Camilla knew Eddie had a crush on her. Like we, as women, you know when a man has a crush on you. And she slept with him to get back at Billy because she wanted this secret. Mm -hmm. And you make Eddie this conspirator to this lie that now is part of your marriage. And then Eddie clearly thinks that something was going to happen from it. You yeah. know? Yeah. And that's why it's like in the book where she sleeps with her high school friend that we don't know and we've never met and we never see again. It's like she's do she's maybe doing something, but it's somebody who is not in her life and who isn't in Billy's life. And it's so much more nefarious to do it with a member of the band. Right. Now you're dra- yeah, you're dragging Scandaval into this, but yes, agreed. I know. <laughs> it's based it is just it feels like she's playing with 
It she's doesn't playing yeah, with yeah, Eddie's yeah. emotions in a way that makes me bummed out for him. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's a secret just to have a secret. It feels like it is a danger. It's not just a secret. It's a potential bomb. And it's also cruel. Yeah. Because she has to know that Eddie had a crush on her or liked her. And then to do that with him is so much more cruel than like had she done it with like Warren or somebody who like they're friendly, but not, it's not the same. Yeah. Um, also somebody that, you know, already hates your husband and yeah. then like, and is in the band is like at your husband's workplace. So if something ever happens, like your husband's job is also over, like not just his marriage, but his job. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems so much more reckless than Camilla would be. And I think it'd be one thing if like Eddie saw Camilla making out with somebody else at the bar or something like that, that it's like, mm -hmm. if you want Eddie to be on this in on the secret, but I think that it was, it, it just feels outside of Camilla's character and unnecessarily cruel. Yeah. Um, later at the party, Nikki is telling a story and as he talks about like twin flames, he notices Daisy and Billy staring at each other and it's awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I kind of liked it though. I liked them looking at each other. No, it was. Yeah. Oh no. Awkward for. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I know you yeah, yeah. Fantastic for us. Also, if they hadn't kissed, what a moment this would have been. Again, like, all these moments. Keep bracketing yes. up. If they're going for the end. Kissed. Yeah, if they're going for the end that we clearly think they're going for, it would have been so, I would have been so much more invested if they hadn't have kissed before. Yeah. Uh, Daisy and Nikki fucking Daisy's not into it. She's back where she was, where she's just kind of staring at the ceiling. Do you actually sidebar? Do you know that the extra, the guy who in the like first episode or second episode where she is also having sex with this guy and she does not care? Do you know who that guy is? No, it's Riley Keough's real life husband. No, oh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> it was great. She was like, it was actually super awkward, and I regretted having him do it. <laughs> That's so much weirder to have to do that with your actual husband as opposed to like, because you're like, yeah, it'll be easy to act like I don't care about this man that I don't care about as opposed to like, no, this person I actually do love and want to have sex with. Yeah, right. Oh, I just thought it was funny. That's cute, though. Oh, now. OK. Um, Camilla leaves. It's a very cute moment. They do like big I love you's in the airport. Yeah. What's interesting is like at this time he could have gone to the gate. <laughs> yes he, he could have yeah they wanted to film it on um, the same day that they got her arriving <laughs> exactly and they were also like well we can go to the airport now so I'm just going to assume that they can't in the 70s when hijacking was at all time high when you would buy the plane ticket while you were on the plane oh my gosh yes seriously Um. then Rod knocks on Daisy's door bringing her breakfast because he realizes that she hasn't eaten in a day. This is good. Like, I like this. Like, Rod is taking care of her in a way that her husband, who's with her nonstop, doesn't. Yeah. Notice mm -hmm. or care. Mm -hmm. Um, Daisy gets a letter 
we don't know anything about the letter. She tries to throw it away and then she keeps it. Um, I assumed it was from her parents. I assume so too. Yeah, because it had like a forwarding address. Like they didn't know where she was. Hmm. Well, it's a P- it went to a PO box. Oh, but I guess somebody calling her Margaret. It was like Margaret Daisy. Jones. Right. And then, but then it also had like forward to this hotel or whatever. That hotel. Yeah. yeah. Um. Daisy then does drugs. It's a great transition because she goes down to snort the coke, and when she comes back up, she's backstage, and I just liked it. I thought mm-hmm. it was cool. Hmm. Um, Daisy says to Billy I see you still like to watch which is scandalous is what? it's scandalous oh yeah but again also Uh, we have never seen Billy do drugs we have only seen him drink two glasses of Jack Daniels (laughs) this is why I wish we had had bet on the tour the first tour, even if it was just for 10 minutes. Yeah. Just to see what he was like, how he mixed with the group, how he did drugs, how he fucked groupies. Like yeah. some comparison so that, yeah, so that we could see, okay, that was what he was like. And now this is different. Yeah. But as is now, it's like, I guess that she caught him in the van. But then other than that, it's like, we don't know how bad it got for him. We don't know what he was like. We don't know what he's giving up. Like, did he have fun? Like, we don't see Billy have fun very often. So it's like, if you saw him having yeah. a blast as living the rock star life, you'd be like, okay, wow. So he's really giving something up. Yeah. The but. only time we saw him do drugs is right before in that hotel scene after Camilla caught him and he like comes out of the shower and then he like has to snort something before they have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So I guess, but yeah, it's not like fun. Yeah. Well, something that I found interesting, too. So then they're on stage. Daisy's fucked up on stage. Billy's watching her. And old Billy says, I think I was the only one who noticed that she changed, which we know isn't true. Right. Because, because everybody saw see, like, Everybody saw it. Rod brought her the food. And I think that's that's an interesting way to play the like differing point of views. Like it in Billy's egocentrical mind, he's the only one who's noticing this very obvious thing that everybody sees. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, I think it, it. Yeah, there is the moment where like after she does the drugs during the song, and then he, Billy look looks over and Rod kind of just shrugs, where he's like, mm-hmm. "What can I do?" Like, yeah, maybe it was just a different line where it's like, well, no, I like what you're saying, where it's like he is so egocentrical. He thinks he's the only one who notices, but it was like very obvious. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, Then we're on the bus and Warren and Eddie have paid a groupie to try to fuck Graham. (laughs) Or put a bet on it, basically, yeah. if if he would or not. And he fails. Because I love that Graham is more loyal to his secret girlfriend than Billy is to his actual in-the-world wife. Wife, I know. Um, Karen, Graham keeps Karen secret as they, like, accuse him of having a VD and being impotent and being gay and all these things. He's like, yeah, 
cool. Say whatever you want. It's none of those things. And he was like prepared to go down for Karen's secret. Mm-hmm. Loved that. I know I love him. I just love Graham. And I love and finally Karen in in truly the most embarrassing confession. What? What, uh, what are you gonna say? I didn't like this. No. Well, Karen also is like, we've been fucking since we started recording. His penis is perfect. And it's like, okay. That's it was gross. so embarrassing. It was so like, oh. It was it so was, humiliating. It was bad. It was really bad. I don't like that they admitted Told that they everybody. were together. I didn't like that they revealed it. I think it undercuts like the whole, I mean, how they move forward is going to be interesting, how everything happens. Mm-hmm. But I think it's such a big deal when two people in your band start dating and the fact that Eddie and Warren just kind of were like, okay, like, no, you would be livid or you would have a big emotional reaction. And I just like, why was nobody making this a big deal? It's something Karen was just talking about how she doesn't want to be known as the person that only, you know, got in the band because of uh, being with the brother or like somebody in the band. And the way that she then is compelled to tell the whole band is because Graham doesn't sleep with a groupie. Like, it just didn't, I don't know. I just, I didn't like that the secret was revealed. I don't know why they did this. Yeah. And also, I think something that I, that was great about the book And, you know, if we're going towards why did the band break up in Chicago, which is like the big mystery. Mm -hmm. Every band member having these secrets works because then everybody being the hero of their own story thinks the band broke up based on their secret. Yes. Yes. And you know that's not true. We as the audience know why it really happened. But it shows everybody's egocentricity and also how big your secrets feel to you versus the group. Yes. And how everybody could have a different point of view about why some monumental thing happened. Mm -hmm. And now this is no longer a secret. And whether it gets out to like the wider audience or not, it isn't the two of their secrets and like part of the reason why they think the band broke up. Right. And, and so then it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. And if the whole thing of like what happens in their storyline continues and it's something that they have to deal with together, they don't have to do that anymore because they've told everybody. So they can ask for people's mm-hmm. advice. They can ask for opinions. And it's just, I liked it. I liked so much of the book that it was just the two of them. And it, it makes the end a more emotional because they were, such a team and now they just let in everybody in and it's just i mean think about when two people in just your friend group started dating everybody has a major reaction because it's like how is this going to change the dynamics of our friend group this is their Uh job this is their livelihood this affects everything how like right and to carry that weight with when it's just your secret with the two of you is so much more interesting if it continues with what the book is, but just to like add everybody else to it. I don't know. 
I did not love that it was revealed this this way. Yeah. Um. Then Daisy on Daisy and Nikki's bus. We already talked about this scene, but basically Daisy wakes up late for sound check, and Nikki has her do drugs. And when we... Daisy Jones waits for nobody again with the full name. The full name. I just like when has he really? He's said, "Hey, let's drop acid." But when has he really been a pusher of drugs? Not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it was like, oh, no, we got to get to the end of the, like, we got to get him to be the end result. So let's have him do this here. Right. Um, and then we're in the canteen. Billy's like, oh, I'm happy for you, Graham. So that's nice. Um, but and then Billy be- asks Rod. I know it would be a bigger deal and it's weird that it's not. And it also undercuts like, I don't know. It's like, even if somebody made a joke to Karen of like, Oh, now I know why you moved cross country to be in the band or something. Yeah. Then and it's like a little bit of her fear turning true. Yeah, exactly. Make it more of a, of actual complication. Yeah. And yeah, it's so a nothing. Or have somebody in the past comment on it then. Like somebody in, you know, old Graham or old Billy, when he's like, I'm happy for you, have old Billy be like, I knew that this was going to be a problem. Like have somebody in the past comment on something. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Um, Billy asked Rod to say something to Daisy and Rod's like, uh, uh, I have a lot of rules. And Um, I thought it was a funny line. I liked it too. I'm trying to see. Oh, I forgot to mention this before, but there's a scene where Rod is talking about being a tour guide and he's like a tour manager. And he's like, um, it's such a strange small line, but in the book he says, Nobody asked questions of how we had always had gas in the buses during an oil crisis. And weirdly in this scene, he's like, nobody asked why we always had the tanks full of gas of the buses. And you see him like pay off a mechanic with, with two tickets to the show to get a part that he needs. And I'm like, why not talk about the oil crisis, the gas crisis in the 70s? Like, that was a thing that puts it at a specific time. That's a weird thing that people in this time had to be conscious of. And yeah. a way that, like, now we've taken it out of that specific time, and now it's any time. Because yeah. this could be 1920, this could be 2020, and if you're missing a piece of your bus, you got to get something to fix it. And it just, like, unmoors it in a way where it's like it would have been a simple way to be like, oh, yeah, there was a gas crisis. Yeah, if they didn't have period-specific costumes and the fact that nobody's using a cell phone, you would not know what era this was taking place in. No, they don't. And I don't want them to be like, isn't that crazy that JFK was just shot? I guess that's the 60s. But like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. You don't want it to be every pop culture reference every time, but it, it is. Like, you need something. 
Right. Have them read Rolling Stone with Dusty Springfield on the cover. Have them acknowledge the oil crisis. Have them acknowledge Vietnam. Like, why we took all of that out is so fucking strange to me. Yeah. Um. If anything, so yeah, Rod's- it could just help. It could help Amazon with their little X-ray part where they're like, "Oh, do you see this book that <laughs> Warren is reading? Buy it here." And it's you know a book that came out in 1979. It's like do something, commercialize yeah. it. I don't care. Just add it in. Something. Um, Rod tells Billy to talk to the husband, which I love because Rod knows exactly what's going to happen, and I think Rod was done with Nikki. <laughs> um of course billy and nikki fight them getting into this fight i was like we could have done past two or three of this fight to get them here because it's like it was very awkward to when they start fighting yeah i was like let's just get to the fight and then seeing warren during the fight i was like yes fantastic oh my god eating was and fantastic. Make, stopping people from intervening amazing well, specifically stopping Graham. And I yeah. love, it's like Warren is more astute than you think. And that he was like, no, they need to fight. And Graham, yeah. you don't need to be a part of this. Right. Um, Rod's like, everybody cool it. I don't know. I just loved it. Everybody calm down. Which <laughs> <laughs> is so good. I just, was Daisy in the room? No, she had left. Okay, and then she comes running back during the fight, and it's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Right, 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 yeah, yeah. But then you don't even see anybody like look at Daisy, or like, there's no emo, like, oh, these two guys fighting over Daisy. Like, there's no kind of no. acknowledgement of that. I guess, but she's pissed. She's yeah. like yelling at Billy, like, "What the fuck is the matter with you?" Yeah, Warren is like, "I wanted to beat the shit out of that royal asshole since Tulsa," which I love, I love. that. Ever since he claimed he was a student of life, everybody was waiting to get into a fight with him. <laughs> and he seems so annoying in the way that wealthy people are so annoying. Um, then there's a Miami concert. Daisy's fucked up. They do such a good Is job of this... showing. Go ahead. What? You're asking a question? No, go ahead. They do such a good job of showing. What it's like on drugs where i mean not that i know but like people have told me obviously (laughs) where it starts as fun and you're spinning and you're like oh this is so fun i'm spinning and then you're like this isn't fun i'm spinning and then you're like this isn't fun i can't stop spinning like that's how it feels and that's kind of what they did with the camera in a way that i thought was like really great um because showing how people are reacting to drugs is so fucking difficult to do on camera because it's such an interior experience and Mm -hmm she busts her knee open on Warren's like platform for his drums or something. Uh, Yeah. I was going to ask, is this the same night? This is the same night as the fight. I think so. Yeah. Why does nobody have like, why do neither Billy or Nikki have physical signs of fighting? Nobody has a black eye after this. Nobody has like a busted lip or like blood. It, they're like pristine faces. Because did you look at those two little dandies? Do you think they're inflicting <laughs> real pain? I think they rolled around hugging each other on the floor. I realistically. <laughs> I thought Billy connects. On These a are punch, guys who leave a mark. I, I don't know. Connected on a punch, but on the counter of that, the makeup 
that they do on Daisy in this episode to make her look like crap is fantastic. Oh she my looked god. Deathly. And they did yes. a f- amazing job. So I mean makeup and makeup department like deserves an Emmy, a globe, I don't know, whatever you can get. I think they like so fucking nail it, but in not a such a showy way where you're like Yeah. In a, in a way that feels so perfect and exactly for, exact for the storytelling. Like, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it hurts himself. Billy immediately puts his guitar down somewhere safe, which I do think is funny. And then yeah. brings Daisy backstage and is, like, wrapping up her leg. I mean, it was interesting to me that there were no roadies or other people who would normally be there to, like, jump in. Like, it was just a Daisy and Billy moment. And Nikki, mm-hmm. you can see, is, like, trying to come from the other side of the stage. He doesn't just, like, run across in front of the band, which I also found interesting. Because if, like, if I thought Pat was hurt and there was an easiest way to get to him, I would run out on stage. I'd be like, yeah, I'm sorry. My husband's hurt. I'm getting to him, you know? Right. And you clearly, like, Nikki doesn't care. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't know anything about this. Why wouldn't he just he doesn't care about stopping the show you know what i mean yeah daisy's still fucked up she can't feel her leg tracks and so she just goes out and to piss billy off sings honeycomb acapella sounds breathtaking mm-hmm. loved the scene loved the crowd noise when she starts singing and they all start they cheer and then they start singing with her i'm like oh you can feel being at that concert and be like oh my god they're playing honeycomb yeah, and like, the band just standing around not knowing what to do. It's so interesting, too, because it's like the band could have just picked up and started playing. They know the song backwards and forwards at this stage. And it's mm-hmm. interesting that, like, in deference to Billy, they just stand there and don't play anything. But nobody looks over at Billy to see, like, what to do. They all just look at each other. Yeah. No one's like, is Billy coming back? What's happening? They're all just saying, "What? what do we play? What do we do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody makes a decision because they can't without Billy. Like, that's the big secret is like they are nothing without Billy. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, then back in the hotel room, Nikki and Daisy are fucking more drugs and drinking. And like the thing about drugs, too, it's like watching people do drugs is so lame. Like it, they <laughs> look so silly. They're just like jumping on a bed or something. But like that is also what it is. It is just kind of like people getting too excited about shit. Yep. Um, Rod and Billy are in the lobby, and Billy says it's a mutiny. Like her singing the song was a mutiny, which is true. And he wants to fire her from the band yet again without talking to the rest of the band. Like that, love that. Him um, just not being able to so handle he, it. Yeah, Billy runs upstairs. Rod runs after him. They knock on the door. This was a great scene. I thought. The way that Nikki looked when he opened the door immediately, I had forgot or like, was it knowing exactly what would happen? And the way that he was just like, he opens the door and just says, she's fine. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck. Mm-hmm. Like immediately guilty. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I thought that the actors did this scene so well. I thought it was such a good scene. I really liked it. Okay. All right. Not you. Not you. I mean, other than us, like, 
until this scene, Nikki is a different character, but now we need him to leave. And, and so anyway, so Billy busts in the door. They find Daisy on the floor in the shower without the water on, which I'm like, turn the water on, like try to shock her awake. She's passed out. He can't wake mm-hmm. her up. Billy grabs her, puts her in his lap, is shaking her. And Nikki starts packing a bag and he's like, I can't be here for this and just bounces. And you liked that? I mean, I I like, I thought that the acting was good. I didn't think that we got there from a story point of view with Nikki, but I thought okay. the way that, okay. but the way that Billy acted and the way that Rod acted, I thought were so, like Billy just like going and trying to take care of her. Rod going in, assessing the situation, and a guy who's like kind of a joke, immediately calling. He has a code word for an OD, which is yeah, the code phrase. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rod in the scene was great. Like taking knows the doctor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. And like, I did love Billy running in and like grabbing her and just being like, "Well, I don't care about Nikki anymore. Like, I'm here to support that." I just really, really, really disliked Nikki being the one to leave Daisy. Yeah, I in the book. So like this happens in the book. It's just the two of them. It's just Nikki and Daisy. Daisy wakes up. She's in the shower and Nikki is like, I didn't know what to do. And she she realizes that she would her husband thought that she was overdosing. And the only thing he did was put her in the shower. And so she makes the decision to leave him. She takes Mm. control of her situation. She has the agency. She leaves him. She just is like. She plays it very calm. She's like, oh, thank you so much for doing that. She leaves. She goes to sound check. She Or like she gets on a plane. She goes to the next city. And then she calls the hotel. And she's like, I want a divorce. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love her like taking control of her own story. And for this, for Nikki to be the one who leaves her because he can't be around drugs. Or like he can't be in a situation where the police are involved. Or he just is like scared. I just didn't like that he was the one that left her. It didn't give Daisy any say in the matter uh it just like it's something that happened to her instead of her taking control of the situation and realizing that she can't do this anymore and like it it kickstarts the recovery process which like who knows if that will happen now but it's just i just didn't like that they took away her uh that's true it just took away what she does I mean, who and knows? Like, why? And maybe it's in the next scene, he tries to come back and then she asks for a divorce or something. Yeah, maybe. That would, uh, great. I'd like that. But like, then you also have to deal with her. Like, is she just saying, I don't want you back because you left me? Like, yeah. Before you left me once. Well, why also, why can't he be around? We've, what? Right. Is this where the fraud comes in now? Like, oh, you can't, you're not a real prince. So now you can't be around. Like, why? But then why we should have telegraphed him situation? being a fraud more. Yeah, right. why is this a situation that you are not allowed to be seen in? The two men that just walked in clearly have this under control. Why Why can't you be here? Mm-hmm. I just didn't like it. I think, yeah, you're right. The acting was great, but it. I was just like, oh, they're giving this to Nikki. They're taking it away from yeah. Daisy. No, thank you. Which I think is also a chronic thing in this show is giving very emotional beats, taking them from women and giving them to men in a way that I don't love. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Daisy wakes up for a moment, looks at Billy and says, it's you. And then closes her eyes again. That was cute. But again, yeah. would have been so great if they hadn't kissed. Would have been so much emotional tension, but we deflated here's that my, balloon. Yeah, here's my question. Do you think we would like this so much more if we, if there was no book? Like if the book didn't exist and this was just a show about Billy and Daisy falling in love? I don't know. Like it's that hard to say. That would have hit so much harder waking up in the arms of somebody that you love after you just had a drug overdose and you're like, it's you. If it was like, oh, this is their love story. I would have been like, yes. Like, that would have been amazing. This would have been like a great moment, you know? Yeah. I think if anyone listening, if you are just watching the show and have not read the book, like, how are you feeling about things? Because I think it's interesting it's an interesting point of view but i think also what you said where it's like i don't know that this if this is just pitched as a tv series without a book a wildly successful book attached to it i don't know that it gets made yeah did i say that on we will mic? never know what did i say that on mic on camera did you see oh maybe you didn't sorry that's um, okay do you want us to cut this out no it's fine I, but I think it's I think it's true. Like this is a the way the changes. I don't know if this is just a love story of us seeing Billy and Daisy get together. Not that that's a, there's anything wrong with that. That's just not what the book is. And I don't know if that's a story that is needs to be told right now. And listen. This is a romance podcast. I love a romance. And I think the thing about the book as it stands is also interesting because it's like, it's an interesting thought about romance. And it's like you choose somebody and you try to make it work with that person. And that in mm -hmm. itself is romantic. And that's the thing that Billy says over and over again. And I think that's something you can say. And then when you are faced with this thing and this other person that you could see yourself loving, that's a really big question because then do you leave this other person for this new person? Or do you just know that falling, it's possible to fall in love and stay faithful or, you know what I mean? Like it's these bigger questions yeah. that end up happening that I think yeah. are really interesting. And I think Dave, Billy and Daisy in the book are in love a hundred percent. And I think that in the show they are too, but what is that? How do you act on that love? Mm -hmm. Is the question. Yeah. I think that makes me like, it makes me more okay what you just said. It makes me less scared about the ending that we feel is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Which could not happen. We could be wrong. We could be wrong. I highly doubt we're wrong, but it could be. <laughs> we could be wrong. I, I waited till we watched the final episode and then we can like fully talk about everything because there are still some yeah. spoilers that we're like keeping close to our chest and we can really examine it going backwards. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Does that mean the final episode is going to be like 
three hours long. A hundred percent. It's going to be so long. Oh, no. We will be the only two people who listen to the entire thing. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone looks at the time. They're like, seven hours? They're like, no, thank you. We'll wait for next week when we're reviewing Lord of Scoundrels. Um, Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, You know, we'll see. We have two episodes left. I mean, I do just wish. Yeah. We got into the drugs and fun sooner because we didn't see because I think like the people in my life who are have had issues with substances. There's a period of time where it's happening and everyone is just like, this is fine. We're having fun. Everything's good. And then it turns. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we saw her not doing very many drugs then she gets married in Greece and now it's a problem. And I wish mm. it had been more consistent with us seeing her partying and doing drugs and like having a sense of control over it and then losing the control. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's the thing. Yeah. Daisy's always kind of seemed in control. Right. It's a good point. You do wish but, what you were going to say. You do wish. That we had gotten episodes. to this part of partying or seeing people party oh. or seeing people experiment with drugs more. Got it. I thought you were going to say something about the next two episodes coming up. Oh, I mean, let's see. We'll see. Two episodes. I can't believe it. I know. We've done this so much. All right, Taylor, you said you had a swoon for me. So what are you swooning? <laughs> Uh, I'm swooning over my girl. Another Taylor. We got to throw another Taylor in the mix. It was about time <laughs> I brought her up on this podcast. You listen. I'm swooning yeah. about my girl Taylor Swift. Absolutely love her. So excited for her tour. I'm going in August. Cannot wait. It's um, going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing, but I'm absolutely in love with the new song that she released. Have you listened to it? All of the girls no. you've loved before? Um, it was like a leaked track off of the Lover album. It's called All of the Girls You Loved Before. And it's just about all the girls that her current partner was with before her. And like saying thank you to them for creating the man that she has fallen in love with. Um, it's such a good song. It's such a banger. I'm honestly mad that we haven't had it for this t- four years. Like, girl, ugh. Why would you deprive him of that song? It's so good. I love it. I can't stop oh, I you, have you it. Been... Oh, okay. Have you listened to, I mean, have you been seeing the videos of her concerts no, in Arizona? I have... Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. I, I won't watch the videos. Every time they come, I like scroll away. I don't want to be spoiled. I've seen outfits and like I, I've heard, you know, it's 44 songs. It's a three hour uh, concert, which is absolutely insane. Amazing. She um, looks, um, I won't say any spoiler, but she looks phenomenal. She looks, I've seen some like some photos and I've seen, you know, I saw her do the bejeweled TikTok dance. Um, yeah. But like, I don't want to. I don't want to know any spoilers. I don't want to like see any videos that are, you know. Every time there's like, oh, look at this transition. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to see it. I want to see it live. I don't want to see it. Like, I don't want to see her. Apparently, like she like, swims or something. I don't want to see that. Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to see it. 
So I'm actively avoiding and I'm going to avoid for six months. But I also want to know everything because it people say it's like the greatest concert of all time. And I'm so excited. I need to go. I don't have tickets. But then people were saying for Glendale, it's like the, the resellers, like the day of or the day before the tickets all like dropped so much price wise. Oh, because so they they're like, get. Yeah, because they were trying to sell them for 10 grand and nobody can spend yeah. that. So right. they ended up dropping it to like, I think they said like the 400 level ended up being like 200 bucks or something like. Okay, good. Ugh. And I'm like, yeah, I, I would pay 200 bucks. I can't pay 10,000. Yeah. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. like maybe when it, they come closer, I know I might do like a last minute grab a ticket. Although like I don't Absolutely. have like any Swifty fan, any Swifty friends. And I need one who would be hardcore ready to just bounce and go. I would absolutely come to New York and go to a, uh, another Swift concert with you. All right. Well, let's see when she comes. To, I mean, the thing is, is I think New York would be tough, but I would do like Boston. Like, I feel like New York trying to get mm. a, like a, t- a cheaper ticket in New York or L.A. would be so tough. But maybe what we should do is we should pick like a smaller city in the Midwest and right, just like, go to like, Ohio or something. Yeah, just yeah. meet and go to the Minneapolis show or something. Listen, let's uh, we'll, let's take we'll this conversation about off, it. But I yeah, think this could, I think this could work. Could happen. I mean, I think it would work. And honestly, with f- flights and a hotel, it's like it might end up not being that much more expensive than trying to go in New York. Then I can wear I heard my people are doing that for jacket. Beyonce. Twice. Oh yeah, yeah, that could wear it twice. Yeah. Okay. Let's. I'll buy one talking. and I'll wear it once. No, I'll wear Yay! it more times than that. I do love attention. We love attention. What's your swoon? My swoon is uh, Faded Mates Live. So it was last night as we're recording this. And so Faded Mates is the podcast with Jen, um, Jen Prokoff and Sarah McLean. If you're listening to Learning the Tropes, you probably also listen to Faded Mates. I met a ton of you at the podcast recording. You came up, you all were absolutely gorgeous and so sweet and so kind. And Pat is always like blown away by whenever he comes to a romance event. Cause he's like, everybody's so nice and happy and friendly. And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. When you have a that's bunch of women we together, love. we live for it. Yeah. Love. Yeah. And the audience was so funny. And obviously everybody on stage was amazing. So it was Sarah McLean. It was Jen. It was Adriana Herrera. It was Andy J. Christopher. It was Tessa Bailey. And it was Joanna Shoup slash Mila Vane. Um, so who were all like the best. And it was just such a lovely evening. And I just love um, the romance community so much. And anytime... I get to go to an event like this. I I always count myself so lucky because it's, it's a great community to be a part of. It's so much fun and yeah. And I'm just happy. So I am sure they're going to release that as a live episode. So if you're one of the three to four people who don't listen to faded mate, somehow download it. I'm sure you'll get to hear it. Pat ended up also helping with the recording, which he lived for. I got a panicked call from Sarah, a few hours before the event that they needed this part and this part. And I was like, pat, pat to the rescue. 
Pat, Pat to the rescue. Love that. And then he got to sit up on stage, which truly nothing uh, made his Leo heart sing stronger than <laughs> getting to be in the mix. <laughs> uh, producer Pat getting his time in the sun. Love it. He loves it. So, yeah. So that's my big swoon is just like, I guess, Romance Landia in general, Faded Mates in particular, um, those women in particular who are all so lovely and dynamic and talented in their own right. So. Oh, yeah, it was a great night. Yeah. Love that. All right. Well, until next time, if you want to email us, learning the tropes podcast at gmail.com. Uh, some of you have emailed. I promise I will respond. Uh, we're on uh, Instagram at learning the tropes uh, on Twitter at learning the tropes. We're on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com and just search learning the tropes, there we are. You can follow Taylor at tholt18 on Instagram. Woo woo. And until next time, keep Jones in.